What's up, everybody? It's Greg Birch with Delta Financial, and this is the Be the Difference podcast. This podcast is all about making you a better person in your life and in your business with coaching on sales, leadership, mindset, marketing, everything under the sun when it comes to being an entrepreneur. And we bring on guest speakers sometimes. Today, I've got the honor and pleasure of welcoming my good buddy, Mr. Zach Allen. What's up, Zach? What's going on, sir? How are you? What's going on, bro? How are you? Is my doing good, man? Am I lagging real bad on your end? You're lagging a little bit, but it's not too bad. You look your your camera looks cloudy as hell. I know, I know. I'll get a new one soon. It's on my (laughs) speed list. We're getting there. It's uh, it's recording from a potato, potato, bro. That's that's what happens. The old the old potato. So uh, so Zach, um. Let's let's sit here. Let's have a quick chat. I know you wanted to talk about some stuff. Why don't you get us started off? Yeah, man. <clears throat> um, you know, we we were chatting a little bit before this on you know the saying "choose your heart" and uh, what that necessarily means. Um, you know, a lot related to uh, physical fitness and whatnot. You know, and you know you got to do the hard things to be physically fit. But I think a lot of people realize what it means when you're talking about you know, with the financial role in growing your business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they they tend to, and maybe they do know and they're just complacent, right? And that's where discipline comes in. But choosing your heart to me means that you're going to push yourself in business to become financially free, right? Um, a lot of people don't realize as you age and, you know, your family ages, <clears throat> you're going to be responsible for your parents, right? You're going to quickly... If they run out of money, that's on you to take care of them. You need to be prepared to help your family in all all walks of life. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I'm, not I'm so sure much that they don't it, realize you know? it. I think it's more that they push it off. They kick the can down the road. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't they don't have it something in the back of their mind, like kind of working towards and taking care of. Um, they don't consider it as a as something of importance right then and there. It's like ah, I got time to do this later. I got time to do this later. You know, and I've always find that so fascinating in the industry that we're in. We are in an industry that we literally sell products to people and get them to buy sooner because tomorrow's not promised. Right. We're trying to sell people that, hey, tomorrow's not promised and you never know the worst thing can happen. So you got to act now. Yet, how many agents out there will push things off till tomorrow and always push them off till tomorrow? You know, yep. And and you're you're going against the entire the entire focus of how we do business. Right. <laughs> and then Absolutely. you wonder why you're not doing well. You don't even <laughs> live, you don't even live by the way that you're supposed to sell. Yep. You know, that, that how we're supposed to actually influence people. And if you're not bought by that, you're definitely not going to sell somebody on that concept. Exactly. You gotta practice what you preach, man. Exactly. And all walks of life. I mean how many agents do you know that actually don't have life insurance, right? That's, yeah. you, you got to handle the stuff up front, but you know, that comes down to um, your discipline in all aspects of life. You need to have your discipline financially to run your household and your business, your fitness. It It's going to put your family in a better position than you ever dreamed of being disciplined. Yes. It's going to be hard, right? That's where the saying, choose your heart comes in. You know, we, you and I both wake up early and we push ourselves daily. Whereas, if you wanted to be lazy and sleep in and not push yourself in business, yeah, it's easy right now. It's comfortable, right? It's nice laying in bed. But in the future, when hardships come, 
that's your heart, right? Yeah. Personally, I would rather be a little uncomfortable right now, wake up early and push myself so that those stresses of not being able to, you know, take care of my family, they're not there. You know, you, you push yourself now to benefit later. Oh, so, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and it's like, and it's, this isn't many different facets of your life. This isn't just like, I wake up early because I have a lot to do. And, and here's the thing you don't have, as long as you, as long as you're getting your job done, if you wake up at 10 AM and you're staying up till 2 AM, then and you're still getting the same amount of stuff done it doesn't really matter right yeah. i get up early a because it's it's something that helps with my discipline it forces me to to get on a schedule too i like getting stuff i like getting so much stuff done that by the time 8 a.m 9 a.m rolls around i've done more than most people have done by their whole day right okay. and, I, and i get like almost a day's worth of stuff done between the hours of 5 a.m to 9 a.m and that's how I structure my schedule. Um, it, it, it helps me, it keeps me disciplined and focused. Um, you know, on, right. on top of that, you know, there's, there's the other facets are, it, it allows me to go to the gym early. It's like I, I knock out my workout. Hey, you, you can be, you, and you don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to, you know, um, lift weights or, or do something that is, that's like, Hey, I'm going to be the next bodybuilder or whatever. You don't have to do that, but you do have to do something physical. Physical activity is one of the best ways that you can change your, your, uh, your mindset. Your, it increases, yep. increases your mindset, increases your discipline. Um, it helps with depression and anxiety, right? Um, you know, when I, I was actually talking to Cody Askins uh, on a podcast. And he was saying that, um, you know, Andrew Tate, love him or hate him, Andrew Tate, um, he, he had, uh, somebody reach out to him and was like, you know, you know, I need help and I'm, I'm depressed. I have massive depression and I want, I, I don't want to be here. I want to commit suicide. I've been thinking about it. And Andrew Tate told him, it was like, Hey, do me a favor before you commit suicide, go to the gym every day for the next 30 days and yep. keep up with me and tell me your progress and I will respond to you. And what happened was that two weeks in this guy ends up texting, like emailing, messaging back and, and saying like, dude, my entire life is different. It's completely changed. I have a newfound confidence. I feel better about myself. I have, you know, my, everything is getting better. Physical activity is not just about your body. It's about your mind. Yep. You know, yep. and, and, and also we are, we are made to be physically active. Like we were made to use our body. Our body is something that is, is a gift that was given to us in order for us to live healthily and be on the planet, on the, on, and, and, and this life on this earth, as long as we possibly can, why would you waste that? Why would you yeah. waste it being sedentary or being slovenly and just eating massive amounts of shit food? Like now when I, I, I'm in eating super clean, if I were to eat something unhealthy, my body feels it instantly, instantly. Yep. like instantly and i feel it like it makes me feel sick it makes me feel disgusting like like really like like really sick like i get bubble guts i'm like, I'm like dude my my body cannot handle it anymore and it's like simple stuff like if i were to eat mcdonald's or something like that you know because i'm i eat very clean now yeah and so when you when you do that kind of stuff you know is it hard for me absolutely man it's, dude, I don't, I don't like getting up every single, like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, man, I'm still tired. 
sometimes I wake up before my alarm and I look over and I hit my phone and it's like 4.30. And I'm like, well, I could sit here and get 30 more minutes of sleep, wake up kind of, you know, yep. uh, um, a little a little lagging or I can just get up now. I'm up. And then yep. I end up getting up. I wake up for my alarm almost every day and I'm tired. I'm exhausted. My body hurts. Dude, my body hurts all the time. And I'm like, dude, I want to go to the gym today. But I do, you know? Yeah, it's um <clears throat> for me, because I'm up north in Pennsylvania, the summertime getting up early isn't that bad, right? You're you're warm, it's not a big deal. In my house during the winter, it's we keep it at 62 in this house. We have three comforters on our bed. I do not like to get out of bed in the mornings. It's freaking horrible waking up into a freezing room, but you sleep better that way. So yeah. the discipline to get out of bed to do that is huge. Um, but it helps, you know. I I was listening to a podcast or something. I think it was Jordan Peterson was talking about um, humans are meant to be productive, right? We were wired to be productive. You get satisfaction out of it. And that's where the whole depression thing. Now I'm not trying to say there's no such thing as depression. That's not the case at all, but you could do things to help yourself. Um, You know, when you sit on the couch all day and you choose that comfort, you're going to get down on yourself, right? You have to get up and do something, whether you're building a business, whether you're doing something around the house, you know, that's, that's why the common, uh, one of the stereotypes you hear is the men love their yards. They go outside and do their entire yard on Saturday. They look back at it and it gives them satisfaction. They actually did something. Yeah. You know, that, that's their happy point. You're, you're absolutely right. You have to have some kind of, um, and, uh, Jordan Peterson, I was, I was looking at this, uh, I was watching something similarly and he talked about, um, the concept of, of, um, people are so entitled right now. Right. And people have this entitlement, like they should be able to get something like right away. But he talked about the difference between, or the, the concept of entitlement goes hand in hand with the concept of responsibility. So in order to get, be entitled to get anything, you have to be responsible for something. The problem is that there's so many people nowadays that have no responsibility over everything, or they're unwilling to take responsibility for things, but then they expect to get entitled all of these extra things. And I mean, here's some, just some stats for you. I was looking up literally today. Um, well, I saw, I wasn't really looking up 48%. It's like 48 or 49% of the population are men over 80% of suicides come from men. Yep. 80%. So a vast majority of men are the ones can, because of depression. And it's because we don't have anything to live for. Yep. It's because you're not taking responsibility for your life. It's because you're being lazy or you're giving into these, like, there's a lot of things that can, that can really ruin your mindset, porn, not being active, waking up super late, staying, staying in, uh, uh, like laying on the couch or in bed and just watching TV all day, not having a purpose or a passion. Like all those will deteriorate your mindset and make you depressed because you have nothing to live for. Yep. Like it's yep. fun. Don't get me wrong. I love to sit down and watch some and, and, and sit down on the couch watch some Netflix, binge a show, right? But I'm going to do that only after I've done a lot of work that day. Like once I've done my task for the day and I'm good, guess what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go to my, uh, and I'm going to spend time with my kids. I'm going to go do something fun for myself. I'm going to, you know, watch some TV or whatever, but it's not until I'm done with the things that I am required to do. And I keep myself accountable to that every single day. There's not a day off. Exactly. And that was, that's what puts you ahead everywhere else. And you do need those times, those downtimes, right? Yeah. But it comes down to the, the buckets of life that we talk about and having your schedule lined up. You have to be fulfilled in every single area of your life. 
Um, and it has to be even. You can't put too much into just relaxing. You can't put too much all into work. You're going to burn out. It becomes, as Mitch would say, harmony versus balance. Yeah. Um, it, but that's what it's all about. That's why we do what we do. That's why I love the the concept of harmony versus balance. Um, just because you know when you when you look at it, when people think work life balance, which is a complete crock of shit, right? It's like, well, I'm gonna have work life balance. It's like, dude, your life isn't balanced at all, though. Like you're barely working. You're doing what? You, okay, so there's 24 hours in a day. You're sleeping eight hours, sometimes nine or ten hours. You're working eight hours, and you have an additional eight to six hours left depending upon how long you sleep. And yep. then that, that time that you're spending and that the day, eight hours you're working, you're not really working a consistent, like focused eight hours complete. Like you're taking a lot of breaks. You're like shooting the shit with people. You're doing busy work. Like, Oh, I've got to straighten up my desk and I got to check this email. Like you're doing shit that does not actually have anything to do with productiveness uh, or, or increase any kind of output in your life. Yep. But then you're, then you're taking that time off and you're just, you know, doing nothing, right? You're, you're watching, you're binge watching, and then you're unhappy about it because you're unfulfilled. And that, that means your life is not balanced. When you look at balancing, think about the act of balancing. Like if someone's walking down a balance beam, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get across from point A to point B without having change come in and alter their position to where it knocks them off. So they're constantly fighting change, right? Yep. And that's what you're trying to do when you balance your life. You're trying to fight change. Change is inevitable. That's why harmony is an ebb and flow. Harmony will come and go. There's going to be times that you can be working more. And there's going to be times that you're going to have less time with uh, your your life, right? You're less times to, to um, have fun or do whatever you want to do. Less time with your family. But then what's going to happen is that with that extra output, you're going to get so much or input. You're going to get so much output that there will come a time that you're going to spend, you're going to be able to have time periods where you can spend more time with your family. You're going to be able to do fun things because you've earned it. Yep. And at that constant ebb and flow, that change between the positions, that's how it should be. Yep. And I'm telling you, like, if you see it from that perspective, if you look at your goal, hey, what am I willing to do to get this? Hold yourself accountable. Take responsibility for your actions and take responsibility for something that will allow you to get that goal, right? So like, let's say like, for instance, Zach wants to, you know, have an agency that is producing at a certain level. In order for him to get that, he has to take responsibility of the agents that are in his charge. He has to take responsibility for his own actions daily. He has to be a lead by example and show up every day. So he's taking responsibility for those things, right? Yep you are responsible for everything that happens to you period yeah. you know it um that that goes back to the whole victim mentality right you you got to have complete ownership of where you are in life every single aspect of it you know take take a real hard look at yourself and you know like greg was just saying your work day are you really putting in hard work you know it, it's let's be real it's not that difficult to climb the ladder just actually doing the work yeah, you're, you're going to get ahead of 85% of people yeah. because most people don't do the work. They, they, they spend more time coming up with ways to get out of the work than they actually do doing the work. They spend more time trying to look for the game genie 
to pop their <laughs> Nintendo cassette into it, and they're like skimming for that code, that cheat code that doesn't give them God mode right away. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You you ever use a game genie when you were yeah. a kid on your NES? Yeah. What happened when you when you used your game genie and you put it in God mode, and then you played it, and you were able to? What happened after that? When you played it without it? Well, no, with with God mode. It, it became easy. It wasn't, you didn't have the challenge anymore. And then it what was, else happened? And then what? You you lost interest, right? Yeah. It, you it probably was, never played it again. It was good for about 10 minutes. Yeah. For about 10 minutes, it was fun. And you're like, dude, this is awesome. But then the whole, like, I can't die. I can't do this. Like, I'm just going to, like, I'm just walking through the game with right. nothing's happening to me. It's so yeah. easy. There's no competition. There's no competition. Yeah. And then you lose interest and you stop playing the game. It's just a cool feature to kind of look at, but then you lose interest. If you if you were to have everything handed to you, the same thing would happen. You would lose interest. You'd blow your money. That's why people that win lotteries, like 80, 90% of them go broke within a couple of years. They go bankrupt because they blow the money. They did not work hard to get that. They don't understand the things that they have to do in order to continue to generate income because it was just handed to them. Yep. Right. And now this is a great transition into what we were talking about online the other day with the opportunities. Um, and, you know, everybody truly has the same opportunities. Right. But yeah. the fact is, some of us do have an advantage. Some of us don't. Right. Um, you could have been born, born into poverty. You could have born into a trust fund. But like you're saying, that doesn't mean that people with lesser opportunities can't make it. Yeah. It just and the people that it's handed to typically don't appreciate it. Nine times out of ten, they don't appreciate it and they're going to lose it. So, so what Zach's mentioning is that uh, I, you know, I put I did a post on a forum online that basically was like, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was like, hey, all of us have the same opportunity, okay? And this is a forum post that's in the United States, so this is a group of United States citizens that are all here. So we all have the same opportunity. And someone came in, some clown came in. And wanted to be like, well, you weren't raised here. You don't know what it's... Okay. You're confusing obstacles versus opportunity. Those are two different things. Now, I am not debating that if you were raised anywhere else, if you were raised... You know, there's there's people that were raised in, um, in the South. And like, literally... There are still places in the mountains of Tennessee, in the Appalachian Mountains, where they don't have electricity. Like, yep. they don't have running water, right? <laughs> like, that still exists. They're, like, living the country life. And they're highly, in comparison to most other places, they're considered uneducated, right? Their education is working on the fields, working in the farms, working, like, doing chores, working in the barn, like, that kind of stuff. That's their education. Now, it's still, they're, they're educated in a different way. But if you look at that and you look at somebody that got to go to private schools their entire life and then got a full ride scholarship to Harvard, are their opportunities the same? Yes. They can both achieve the same things in life. Now, are the paths they're going to walk to achieve what they want to achieve the same? No, because their paths are different and they're going to have different obstacles and challenges along the way. However, they're both United States citizens. They both have a social security number. They both can get credit. They both can start a, and own a business if they wanted to. They both can work very, very hard in order to create something. 
everybody has that opportunity. And I try to explain this to this person. And no matter what, he's like, oh, well, you're just a white man. A, I'm not fucking white. I'm Hispanic, bro. B, don't you don't know me. You don't know what I went through. Okay. So don't start 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 throwing stones. Okay. C, it's a weak mentality to be like, well, I was raised here, so I can't do it. No. Look at Eric Thomas. Literally grew up a black man that grew up in the streets of Detroit, homeless eating out of dumpsters. Now he's the number one speaker in the entire United States and probably in the world just about. Yep. You're telling me that your position is worse than that? Come on now. You got an iPhone. You're on Facebook. You're sending me messages. Get out of here. Stop being yep. a, stop being a victim. A you know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't be a victim of your circumstance. There's always a way forward. There's always a way forward. Whether you choose to see it or not, there is a way forward, and you can and you can achieve it. And I believe in that. I believe in every single person having that way forward. It just depends on whether you believe it or not. And this person obviously didn't believe in it, and that's not on me. That's on him. I'm not gonna. You can't save. You can't change everybody because it and and initially, like it has to come inevitably. It has to come from within you, right? But these kinds of things, these kinds of beliefs will come when you do small disciplined actions daily. That's why I get up early. That's why I work out daily. That's why I follow a specific diet. That's why I read every single day. That's why I do things like I send a, a handwritten note to an agent every single day, to a new agent, telling them something nice about themselves, what I think, and, and inspiring them. I write out my manifestations every single day. I have a book where I literally write out what I want to manifest in my life every single day. And as I'm writing them, there's things that are coming true. I read out my goals every single day. Like these are things that I do daily consistently to make sure that I'm, t- that I'm stacking the deck in my favor, you know, that in, in anyone can do those things. He could do those things. It would change his mindset. It would make him start as to over time. You start to do these discipline action. It compounds. It makes you, gives you confidence. Just like the example I said earlier with uh, Andrew Tate and that guy that wanted to commit suicide, he had this new confound confidence. You get his newfound confidence when you start to do discipline action and you start to do it daily and consistently over 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. This is not like, a, oh, well, I'm going to do it for like two weeks and I'll be good. No, this is something, discipline is something that you build over a lifetime. You have to consistently do it. Choose your heart. Do you want to, do you want to be complaining and like be nothing in life and be like, oh, well, poor me. I grew up in this area. So what? Move. Yep. It's, it's exactly right. You know, the, the discipline builds that confidence. And it's not, like you said, it's not a one-time thing. Um, it's a lifetime commitment. You know, I finished 75 hard twice now. Um, the first time felt great afterwards. And I was like, oh, I got this, right? Don't need any more. And I, I think you were in the same boat, Greg, after the first time you did it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a few months later, it's like, crap, I'm back to square one. You start giving yourself a little bit of slack here and there. And then before you know it, you're you're back sitting on the couch eating potato chips. Dude, compromise you know, is the thief of joy, bro. It is. Compromise it is. is the so, thief of joy. It's an absolute lifetime commitment of discipline. But that's where it comes back, circling back to, you know, choose your heart. Yeah. It's, neither path is hard. But for me, I would rather choose the path that is going to give me confidence, happiness, and put my family on a much better, I can leave a legacy for my children, right? Yeah, that's that's the entire goal of all this. You know, I'll, I'll be able to move around with my grandkids and not be sitting in the recliner watching them play. I'll still be healthy enough to play with them. You know, it's 
lifelong goals. So when do you start setting yourself hard again? <sighs> You're killing me, bro. You're killing me. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. You <laughs> I can't. You, I, just, I, I mean, you just said, hey, man, I got out of it, and I lost it, and I lost this one, and now you're like, man, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> it's like riding a bike. I'm telling you, the third time through, you're just like, dude, this is so easy. It is. It is. It's, it's, I, it's actually like doing it after finishing Live Hard and starting right back up. I'm like, it's it, it's. I'm having to do extra things every day to push myself to make it more difficult because it's too, I feel it's too easy. I feel like it's just like it's just way yeah. less, you know? So you, you spring back into it super easily, especially once you've completed it. It's, it's really easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you going to continue live hard or are you just going to keep doing 75 hard? Um, nope. I'm going to continue live hard. I'm going to continue live hard. So I, I, I enjoyed the program immensely. So, all righty. Well, uh, thank you so much, Zach, for coming on and sharing this message with everybody. If anyone wants to, you know, have a chat with you or reach out and, and learn more from you, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, shoot me a text. Uh, my cell phone number is 609-610-6484. I pay attention nice. to my phone. Yep. Very nice. So. If you're watching this and you got any value, do me a favor. I need your guys' help to grow this platform because we grow by word of mouth. We grow by helping other agents and helping all agents in the industry to provide value in mindset, leadership, and sales, just like I told to, said earlier. Um, do me a favor. Rate, review, subscribe, um, and, and share this content with other people if you did get any value. Uh, and that's just called a value-based exchange. It means you got something out of it. You don't know if maybe this content could help somebody out of a rut that they're in. And the only difference between a rut and a grave is the depth of the hole. You could inspire somebody to change their life just by listening to something like this. So um, we're on a mission to help every single agent, and I aim to do that. So if I could get your help in that, that would be fantastic. Fantastico. Um, this has been the Be The Difference podcast. I'm your host, Greg Birch, as always. Deuces. We'll see you. Take care.